Hello, and welcome to Locked On Guardians. Today's show, we are going to take your trade offers again. We are going to be the GMs. We're going to discuss Christian Walker, the power-hitting first baseman for Arizona, a player who's coming to his own. He's had a long, interesting trip and had one of the best seasons in baseball this past year. We will talk about why he makes sense and, again, talk about what you fans think the cost should be on today's edition of Locked On Guardians. You are Locked On Guardians, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Guardians. I'm one of your dual co-hosts, Jeff Ellis. I want to thank you for making Locked On Guardians your first listen today and every day, wherever it is you get podcasts. I also want to take a moment and introduce myself for those who don't know me. As stated, I'm Jeff Ellis, as it says on the screen, host of Locked On Guardians, as I have been since the inception of this show. Before that, I was a lead draft and prospect analyst at Scout and 24-7. Before that, I contributed to many a Cleveland sports blog. Justin, how are they familiar with your end of things? I am Justin Ladd. I'm currently the editor-in-chief of Guardians Baseball Insider, which was formerly Indians Baseball Insider, which was formerly Indians Prospect Insider, which were Jeff was once a time on a time. Um, freelancer at the News Herald in the Morning Journal up here in Cleveland, and every Cleveland sport, every Cleveland baseball blog, I should say. ESPN's is pronounced Lajway, and fan cited running over baseball, all those places way back when. Today's show, as I mentioned at the top, we're just going to we're going to go right in. It's going to be discussing Christian Walker. If you are a longtime listener of the show, you know, I am a fan of Christian Walker. And why am I a fan? Well, you can start with the fact that he's probably the best defensive first baseman in baseball based on every advanced metric there is available. Uh, is that necessary? No, but it's a nice benefit. And when you look at Matt Olson a year ago, he was a player with two years of team control who was an excellent defender who could hit for power. Christian Walker this year, expected slugging 92nd percentile, barrel percentage 82nd percentile, uh, you know, expected batting average 66th. Basically, the only issues are weak arm, can't run. And yes, he is 31 years of age, but the data has been getting better and better every year. And I saw people complaining about the fact he makes $7 million. Yes, $7 million in his second to last year of arbitration is a lot. Uh, for a first baseman, not for most positions, but you're also, there's a reason why he's getting that number. And for people saying, well, you know, would they chase a guy with that little control left? We know they chased Winker with that little control left. We know they chased Olsen with that little control left. So I absolutely think he could be in play. And when I was just trying to find a first baseman who fit their mold, Walker was the first one that popped. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, de- the defense is – it's a nice to have. It's not a, a necessary to have, although for Cleveland they do value defense. Um, Walker had better numbers this year overall than Josh Naylor, although not you know not by a ton in some aspects of things. Obviously, um, more power, way more power. Um, but, you know, Naylor hit for a better average, got on base about the same clip, um, a little more power, obviously played a lot more. The big thing with Walker is this lack of splits. Like he hits lefties as well as he hits righties. And um, 
somebody who doesn't have to be platooned and, like you said, the same amount of control. Like, obviously, we're not saying he's Matt Olson, right? We're not saying he's that good. So the package won't be the same. No. Um, but the two years, and, and then the important thing is two years of control left is he's 31. You don't necessarily <laughs> want more than two years of control. And he is 33. You're not you're not going to want him. You know he's going to play the next two years out, and and that'll be fine. Um, that also allows you to see if John Kenzie Noel is as good as they, they think he can be. You know, you and I, like we said before, are not 100 percent convinced that things are going to pan out the way a lot of people hope they will for Noel. Maybe we'll be wrong, like you said, we were wrong on Oscar Gonzalez. Uh, we've been wrong plenty before. That's why we for now at least on Oscar for we'll now. See. Yeah, for, yeah, for now. Um, and you know anything could happen though. Um, if if a trade for Christian Walker doesn't block him, so if, if he ends up being the real deal, you're not blocking his path. It's just no. a two year kind of a stopgap thing, and it's better to me. I think what are the alternatives, right? The alternatives are Josh Bell probably going to be out of their price range and doesn't yeah. make sense to doesn't make sense to pay a first baseman a free agent contract that Bell is going to make. Um, I do like the thought of Jose Abreu, so I'd be okay with that personally. If they decide to go that route, I don't know what the cost is going to be there, but I think he'll make uh, more than Walker makes for sure. I think we were talking yeah. about probably somewhere around the maybe four years, sixty million. Yeah. See, I don't think I don't think Abreu is getting that long of a deal. I think Abreu is probably going to get a, or maybe it was th- three years, but that third year was um, clauseed. Like so many at bats. Yeah, yeah, some sort of escalator, some sort of vesting option. Yeah, yeah, I could see that with him. I'm, I'm okay with with Abreu depending on price, but I think the the easy thing to do. We talked about Brandon Drury before. I think Drury, Abreu, and Walker, depending on the cost for each of them, make a lot of sense for this team. So Walker was, you know, the listener's second most requested choice among um, Guardians free agent offseason targets. We talked about Sean Murphy last episode. If you haven't. Listen to that. Please go back and listen to that because I think, uh, you know, we enjoyed that discussion. And it sounds like the people who uh, send in trade proposals enjoyed the discussion as well. So make sure you go back and listen to that if you haven't already. So we'll do the same thing with Christian Walker today. We got plenty of people saying that was their their favorite offseason target for Cleveland. And we got some good trade proposals. So let's start here. Um, let's go with Derek Deese, Tribe Guy 97, who had a decent proposal the first time for Sean Murphy. Um, he pitched James Karinchak and Nick Mikolajek for Christian Walker. And I know we've talked about how Arizona really needs um, relief help. And that's not untrue, but I don't think this package is going to be enough to land Christian Walker. I mean, I don't think Cleveland needs to overpay for this type of player. And they need to be careful about that. And I, and I don't think we even know for sure if Arizona is going to be shopping him, right? Like, they have an interesting team. They could be interesting. I don't know. I don't know. What do, what do you deem competitive in the NL West these days, right? Like you have the Dodgers who are the Dodgers. You have the Padres who are better. Um, the Giants will eventually get better. And then I don't know. I don't know. What do you deem competitive out there? So I, if I were them, I would trade him just based on his age and value right now. He's never, his value is never going to be higher. And I don't think they're going to win the division next year. So they might as well move him but um i would say that is not enough for christian walker what do you think jeff on a very basic level you can't trade your all-star for two relievers um one coming out like mikula jack is just not gonna bring anything in a trade uh coming i mean he's an interesting arm 
but there's a chance they don't even protect him. Like he's a player to be named later situation where if no one selects him in the rule five, you trade him. Uh, and you know, I've, I've talked about how 99 could make sense, but I think if all of us are being honest, um, the reason many people, and I, you know, I looked at the offers as well. A lot of people brought up 99 is because a, he's the reliever that costs a little more money. So he might make sense to trade B there's a feeling of, you know, if they really crack down on substances, we know he is someone who's going to be always targeted and see the pitch clock. So I think, I think the one thing is teams aren't dumb. And I think there's going to be anyone who's looking at a piece with him is there's going to be trepidation. Like, I, I think that his value should be higher, like almost enough to get this deal across just straight up Though they would need probably a lotto ticket prospect that they could talk about being their potential blah, blah, blah of the future. Or if this guy, like they kind of need that far away piece as a secondary, just to help get it across. But I still think at the same time, uh, as much as we, you know, 99's name is going to come up. I think, you know, I think there's legitimate reasons for teams to, that his value could be lower than uh, others might anticipate. I think they still need some starting pitching over there. I mean, they have Zach Gallon, obviously. I know people keep saying fire him. I don't see, I don't see Arizona. Tr- yeah. But you know, all young pitchers. That's the thing. Like Merrill Kelly might be interesting, but like, Ryan Nelson really took a step forward. Drew Jamison was a first round pick. Like yeah. I know they need, they're Brandon paying, Fod, Ma- yeah. yeah, they're paying Bumgarner. Um, I mean, they have that's the thing. It's all those young guys. They, they Corbin Martin, if they want to tra- try him as a starter again. Like I think that starting is actually not as we kind of had this debate, you know, off air. But I think in one regard, they've got a lot of guys that they kind of need to see. Uh, Brandon. Uh, I would butcher his name. Isn't Brandon yeah, uh, Pafat a a, yeah. a starter for them as well? Who they need to get up there? Who's really good? Like they actually, I think in some regard, like when you look at Jamison Nelson Pafat, they're kind of the guys who need to get that opportunity. I guess one question is because obviously Cleveland's going to want to deal from a position of strength. Um, how quickly do you think Jordan Lawler moves? I mean, he already had an injury had a good season. How, how fast does Jordan Lawler move? Because that, you know, would factor into a trade for him as what well, for, for uh, Christian Walker as well. I mean, I think Karen Shack can be a guy in the deal for sure. Um, but like you said, I think they, you know, where, where does that other player come from? I think you're talking about um, a guy who maybe not, may not be on the 40 man roster yet. Like we talked about Angel Janow before that might be a, a kind of a high price to pay, but um, someone, someone in that range, What's possibly up? someone who doesn't need on the 40. If they're going to run, well, here, why don't we take our first break as we're running long and just kind of, you know, cause for them, it's kind of like if they might need, you know, a first base prospect back, they might need, you know, uh, someone who could potentially be a DH. Why don't we run it back? Um, look at some of these other trades and kind of discuss what we think is going to be the logical trade or the illogical trade, maybe to some on today's locked on guardians. And before I tell you about our fantastic sponsor, let me just do that quick change around. And as you can tell by the overlay, today's fantastic sponsor is one of our Mount Rushmore. It's one of the goats. 
can you have more than one? I guess not really. It's more your Mount Rushmore. But uh, Bet Online, Bet Online has been a consistent supporter of this podcast. I've talked about it many times. That's where I went to get Vegas odds on the number one overall pick because they know first. This is a site I use for analysis on top of you know the normal reasons you would go to a site called Bet Online. It's your number one source for betting football in the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchup news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite games and events, including the MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. And make sure to check it out for all of your World Series information and lines this offseason. Uh, I think our general view. Oh, let me do a quick pause. I think our general view at this point in time is that's probably not what the deal is. I'm kind of formulating something in my head. Why don't we discuss some other deals um, and see where the analysis takes us? Yeah, sure. Uh, this one was from Guardians WWW. Um, Gabriel Arias, Logan Allen, Xavier Curry, and. Uh, I think immediately I would say the Diamondbacks would be thrilled if Cleveland thought that Christian Walker was worth that much. That would be a, I, I think, a massive overpay for Cleveland. Yeah, Gabby Arias probably makes it too much. Like with the, like I wonder if, if Curry and Freeman gets you a good chunk of the way there. Like that's not quite enough, but it's like you kind of. They're essentially trading like three C's instead of his offer to me is like a B and two C's, uh, you know, just in terms of like a quick shorthand of how I would kind of uh, place my analysis. Uh, your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I think honestly, I think it, Arias just straight up for Walker and maybe somebody else in the minors like that, like Mikol- Mikolajak and Arias, that's, that's, that gets you done to the finish line right there. I don't think you could, you could honestly say, Arias and any of the one of the one of those pitchers, I think Logan Allen's an overpay. Um, I think Curry works. I'm not sure I want to trade Curry quite yet, but uh, yeah, Arias and one of those pitchers, uh, Logan Allen's an, the overpay in that deal for me. Um, Arias by himself is is more than enough. You're right. I'm not sure I would go much further than that. Um, here's another one from Scott Stanek. Um, this is another one. Wow. This is uh, Nolan Jones, George Valera, and a low A player to be named later. I think instantly the Diamondbacks would be super thrilled if Cleveland thought Christian Walker was worth that much. But uh, I can assure you Christian Walker is not worth that much. They would they would get him if they offered that, no doubt. Yeah. But No, I mean, it's like I'm willing to visit that deal if it's Christian Walker, Carson Kelly, and uh, Merrill Kelly. Like <laughs> if we're yeah, doing yeah. the, <coughs> those three. And that's probably still a bit of an overpay for all three of them. Valera as a headliner could get anybody, I think, on his own. No, I'm not saying on his own, but as a headliner for any trade, he will work for all. If you're trading trade yeah. with any any of the other 29 teams in baseball, he will work as a headliner. I think anybody would be willing to take him as the as the main piece in the trade, um, no matter who you're talking about. I did see some discussion um, around this. I don't. I don't think it changes anything. Quincy Wheeler, who um, I believe listens and does some other stuff too. And good guy um, has his own podcast, Tim Heron and Andrew Misiazek in there. And then I think he mentioned Curry or Gaddis with Karen Shack instead of Mikolajek. 
Um, and he said Cody Allen or Cody Allen, Cody Morris. I would not trade Cody Morris and oh, under any circumstance yeah. in this deal. Um, I think Gaddis. I would definitely. I, I don't think he. I don't think Arizona wants Missy Ozek. I think, especially considering the fact that Cleveland is unlikely to protect one of these guys, whether it's Mikolajek, Missy Ozek, or Heron. I don't know which one they'll, they won't protect, but it seems like a good bet that at least two of the three will not be protected. Um, they could just get those guys in the rule five if they really want them. So I wouldn't make that deal. I would just wait. If I really wanted those guys, I would just go in the rule five and see who's available because they're all interchangeable to me. Um, but I think Gaddis would make some sense. I know they don't need a starter. He could start, but um, you and I both talked about how we think, we think he might have a relief path ahead of him. And I think he might make sense in this sort of deal too. If, if, Arizona likes that type of pitcher. No, yeah, it, I think it just comes down to it's like if you're talking to Miziasic or a Heron, it's likely as a player to be named later. Like that is the okay, if this guy doesn't get selected in the draft, then that's you know, one yeah. of this group that we'll revisit, you know, like this like they essentially did with um with David Fry. And then there was no rule five and that's when that deal got completed. Like that's what you're looking at when you're discussing those, those type of players. Um, who else did we have trade wise? Um, that was actually it for trades on Christian Walker. We had a lot of people request them, but not a lot of trades this time around. Um, there is I, some interesting discussion out there on someone said, uh, not, not a trade possible waste of time arbitration eligible for 7 million. What do we say? Walker's getting is it? Is it seven? Yeah, it's about seven, but it's like seven for that bat is not, you know, a a breaker of this deal. Um, Imagine having a Med Rosario nine. Right. Imagine having Christian Walker in this lineup this past year instead of Owen Miller. Like, think of how different this team is. This team is probably probably already got eliminated by Houston in the ALCS at this point. They're not going to beat Houston, but... That team, that team finishes the job against New York. I think they were literally one Christian Walker away or an upgrade on Owen Miller away. And um, seven million is not that much. I know. Again, like you said, Med Rosario is getting nine. They need to figure that out. I don't think. I don't think Arizona would be interested in Med Rosario. I know Nick Ahmed is a defensive wizard, but he's not much of a hitter, and he's getting older. Um, maybe, maybe there could be some interest there. That'd be a great way to offload. Rosario's salary because I just don't know if they're going to pay it next year with with what they have and um, you know that would be an interesting route to go that was kind of popping to me as we were sitting here because it's like trying to find a deal that could make logical sense or trying to find a deal where it's like okay they get a reliever but like still there's valuation there maybe there's a chance for upside or ceiling could be something involving Eli Morgan because Mm -hmm. you know he's was a he had his ups and downs, but he was still a reliever the full year. Uh, he could potentially be a starter. And then if you lead with Morgan, it's like, okay, he's a depth arm. He helps your pen out. He gives you someone who potentially could start. Then it also expands for that secondary piece to be someone who could help your organization or bring something interesting or different. It could be then that is a situation where it's like, Eli Morgan and Will Benson, because Benson did have some time at first, and he's another athletic uh, athlete type who is a nice lotto ticket, and you can talk about him being a former first-round pick with a player to be named later, which then becomes one of those relievers. I don't know if that's enough to get you across, but I think that's value-wise something that starts to make a little more 
or sense. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that, I, that could work. I mean, here the thing is, I don't think Arizona doesn't need outfielders. We know this. They have plenty yeah. of outfield depth. They're going to want to trade maybe an outfielder this offseason to fill some, some some other holes in the team. But you're right. Benson could be talked about at first base for them as a nice versatile piece. He'd be great in that ballpark. Uh, the yeah. ball flies out there. If he can get the ball in the air out there, not to mention his, uh, his speed, he'd be great. I, I kind of worry about Eli Morgan in that environment. I don't know how, how – I'm sure they would dig pretty deep and look into that stuff, um, you know, given his home run tendencies. So I'm kind of skeptical on that. Um, I just wonder, like, how, how much is Arizona going to want big league help? Like, I, they're not winning that division next year. They're not. I think they're going to – they're going to be looking for guys who have control, I think. So you got to be careful about – like – like even James Karinchak, he's got what three years of control left, I think. I think, yeah, I believe it's yeah, I think it's three. I, I don't think he's at four, but I think it's also like, what's the clock on that front office? Like, you know, they yeah. went out and saw, you know, it's like, I don't think that they can, you know, sit around. I don't think they're in a position of like, we're building towards something because I don't think they'll if they try to build or slow play a hand here. Uh, they may not be here by the time everything gets there. I mean, they've got to make up. That... They've got to make up 15 games on the Padres <laughs> last year. And the Padres will get Fernando Tatis back next year. Um, and if they don't trade him, I don't know. Who knows? But that's a, that's a lot of games to make up on the Padres. You're telling me that they've got – I think they've got to make some drastic moves. So if that – Well, if I think looking, it's not trying to get to the Padres. It's trying to win 89 games and, uh, you know – Well, they, the Padres Phillies. won 89 games. That's what I'm saying. The Padres won 89. Were the Phillies also at 89? Uh, the Phillies won 87. So, okay. I think that's the goal is, like, to get to 87. And they they were at 74. That's still 13 wins. That's still it 13 is. wins. But like uh, I said, I think, okay. I think they're an but organization that – that those people in charge they're you know, it's part of me is like all these trade offers for Walker probably don't work out just because they can't afford to wait. Like they cannot, they can't build. They went out and made these added these pieces. And I think, you know, I, I, I don't think they're looking to trade for like a Jason Churio or an, on, on health, yeah. just from the basis of, I think that they've got two years to show that this is a team that can be dangerous. And if they don't show that they're no longer running this team. If that's the case, then I don't even see why they would trade Walker because which they don't is have, yeah. I mean, I think he's a good fit for Cleveland. Um, okay, so you're right. So if that's the case, Cleveland's got to give him something that that fits yeah. for them next year. And I don't know if Cleveland has because without Christian Walker, that team doesn't have a first baseman. They don't have, and I don't think Will Benson is enough. They'd have to go out and maybe get an Abreu or somebody they feel is an upgrade. I mean, they could use Walker as like a. Well, that's the thing. They could trade, trade Walker. Uh, get some of that relief help, which isn't as strong on the market. Then you go out and sign right. you yourself. That just seems like a lot of a lot of movement. So I think probably the the opportunity that's going to be a little bit low there. Um, another comment we got on the trade too, not a trade offer, but wanted to know it was Alex Constantine. Um, what is the likelihood that we see Noel with Walker type production over the next two seasons? And I would say. Zero. Over the next two, yeah, it, it's 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 pretty low. Over the next two, yeah, I mean Walker, yeah, he only struck out ninety percent of the time at thirty six homers. Yeah. 
And I think Noel could be a good defensive first baseman. I would be shocked though if he came up in the next two seasons and socked 36 home runs in the in a year. I don't. Hey, number one, 2023 is just not happening. It's not. 2023 is not happening. Um, 2024, he's you know hopefully he plays well enough to get up here. But him getting to, yeah, to be a four, yeah. They slow play everyone. Like I mean, no one is up very quickly. Uh, you know, they, he's going to be that guy that. If he's up in 2024, it's almost because something went wrong. Like if he's up for a significant amount of time, they're not, they well, don't have unless, anyone hardly ever. I know Stephen Kwan, but they don't have a lot of guys break camp. They don't have a lot of uh, situations like that. He would have to force almost like an Oscar. Well, Oscar Gonzalez only came up because of the Fran Mel Reyes issue, but he would almost have to yeah. force their hand. And it, I mean, he would make a lot of sense to pair with, with Josh Naylor at first base. If, if we felt like Noel could get it done and then the contact issues wouldn't be a problem, but um, he'd have to force their hand. So, I mean, I could see him up by the second half of 2024 or something like that, but um, to reach 36 home runs, no, I, I don't see even 30. I think we're talking about a guy who might, he, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Noel came up and like set the world on fire for like a month or two months. Um Whenever he does make it up, if he does make it up, but I don't, I don't know if we could say it's going to be something sustainable. Yeah, I also saw um, someone asked us about uh, Sandy Alcantara from uh, yeah, Ma- Miami, and let's just be honest, like he has one of the most team friendly contracts. He was so good a year ago. Uh, that's just not happening. Hey, can and we talk about? Help. For, yeah, yeah. And, and can we take a second and realize that? Uh, the Cardinals traded Gallen and Alcantara in the same deal for Marcelo Suna. I just, just that worked out great. Worked out fantastic. Um, but yeah, they want center field help. I know people are like Cleveland has center field. Uh, the Marlins don't want Miles Straw. Let's be honest. Like I, I defend Miles Straw, but he is not a attention grabber. There's a reason why the Guardians were able to trade a, you know, their seventh bullpen arm plus a uh, a future first baseman for him when he was having a peak year, uh, they're not trading Stephen Kwan and Will Brennan is still, he's not a headliner in a piece for an ace. And uh, yeah, that's, you know, and Valera could be, but he's no one really looks at him as a center fielder. So yeah. Unless the Marlon Marlins would really have to feel like he could be a center fielder. Even then you're talking more about Pablo Lopez, not Sergio or not Sergio Sandy Alcantara. You're talking more like Pablo Lopez, so yeah, who had a really bad second half that people seem to be forgetting. Yeah, here's uh, a late entry, by the way, if you want to read this one. Well, why this don't we great. take our last break and then come back and do our late entry? Do the last one here uh, after we come back from break. So we're gonna take a break, come back, do one more Walker trade offer on today's episode of Locked On Guardians. Okay, let's hear that offer. Yeah, this one's from, from Josh uh, at Seattle B, Seattle BB. Um, Karen Shack and Gabe Arias for Walker. I think we talked about this. I think we talked about Arias is probably more than enough to get that done on paper. Like, I think that's a fair offer on paper, with especially with Karen Shack in the deal. But like we talked about, I don't, I don't think that um, – I don't know. That doesn't really help. Arizona enough this year. Like you said, unless they go out and they decide to, tr- they have to go out and, and acquire a first baseman, unless they feel like, I don't know, moving, I don't know. Seth beer is probably not the guy you want to plug in and 
do you move Pav and Smith to first base? I don't know, but uh, we're not locked down in Arizona. Uh, not locked Pavin down Smith was a first here. baseman in uh, in college. He also wasn't very right. good. Like he's probably a guy you're probably looking to upgrade from. Uh, I was trying. I think felt like Jake McCarty at one point when he was dealing with injuries had played first base in the minors or in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, he was all outfield last year. But uh, that's the thing they've got. You know they've got kind of that situation where if everything is going, you know, Corbin Carroll. Um, why am I blanking on the guy who I love to death? Who was uh, uh, the Gold Glove candidate? Oh, Dalton. Dalton Varsho. No, um, Corbin the, Carroll. The Alec Thomas. Oh, Alec yeah, Thomas yeah. was. So he got demoted, but he still was top three for the Gold right. Glove in the National League. Yeah, Varsho. I know some people asked about him. Why would they trade him? Uh, he's hey, I know a guy that plays for the Diamondbacks that played some first base last year that hits right-handed. Do you know a guy? Do you know this guy? I know I, the guy. I, I know a few guys <laughs> that hit for them. It was uh, uh, it you was know, a certain outfielder is the yeah. Could could Cleveland be interested in in reacquiring Jordan Luplo? Maybe he had a terrible year last year. Terrible year. Yeah. He might, I, he would, he might even get non-tendered. I don't know. Yeah, not, he could be a invitee to camp situation. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's kind of. Did they release him yet, or did he just end up in the minors? But yeah, see, the interesting thing, just to go back, down. is with this team and why it could make sense to trade Walker is Jake McCarty McCarthy hit really well outfielder. Uh, you've got Corbin Carroll, who some had as the top prospect in baseball. He got caught up, played well. We talked about um, the fact that even though he didn't play well, Alec Thomas was a gold glove candidate and has been a top 20 prospect. And I think I had already mentioned Varsho, who's he's not a catcher anymore. He's an outfielder. Let's just put that to rest. He's an outfielder. Hmm. But, I mean, he's a good defensive outfielder. I mean, did he even catch it all this year? I don't know. It, I don't know. I don't think he he's kind an of, interesting player if he was. Oh, no, I guess he had 31 games a catcher. So. You know, he's what a great use like, of a roster spot. Just saying, yeah. I mean, he's he's Dave. You know, when we talk about how we'd like to see David Fry deployed, um, maybe not as much in the lineup every day, but the right field, center field, uh, catcher for 31 games. It's like we'd like to see Fry do first base, third base, uh, catcher for 15, 20 games. Like, there's something yeah. similar, but um, yeah, they're you know, the, the other interesting thing you look at this team, like I said, they have all those outfielders. I assume one of uh, they're going to start next year with those three out there with maybe um, McCarthy as the DH again. Maybe they hope one of them can play first base. Uh, you know, they or, you know, it's like the other thing to consider is like third base is, is Jose Rojas, who was average this year. It's like, is there a world where it's like Nolan Jones and, you know, one of those lesser relievers makes sense for Christian Walker because if everything works, Nolan Jones becomes Christian Walker. Yeah. That's, that's if hard. everything well, works, Nolan Jones look- is Christian Walker. <laughs> but instead of waiting for it to work, you're just like, okay, we're going to take the two peak assured years. This might blow up in our face, but we get it when we need it now. We have would Walker you, for those big run years. Would you trade Nolan? I mean, I is Nolan Jones too much for Jordan Walker? Well, how about this? Uh, let me roll with it. Nolan Jones and Carson Kelly for, I'm sorry, I totally messed it up. Christian Walker and Carson Kelly 
for Nolan Jones and Yale De Los Santos, who immediately helps their pen and has five years of team control. And then like Luke Maley to give them, you know, a solid backup just in case they don't have one in their system. Uh, and then I'm still willing to do a player to be named later for one of those relief arms. Who's not going to make this team. Let's be honest. So they get those four, two potential relief arms, a new backup catcher situation. I know that leaves them with a holy catcher. And then they could just plan with Nolan Jones to be there every day, first or third baseman over Rojas. And he can play outfield. I mean, they don't need it, but they have yeah. the option of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's interesting. Uh, like you said, that speeds up the timeline and, um, if you don't think that Nolan Jones is because look, you don't need, you don't need Nolan Jones and Josh Naylor. You, it's one or the other really yeah. like, and if you're not going to have room for him in the outfield, cause you played Gonzalez and Brendan, whoever else, like, I don't know. I would, I would make that trade. I mean, Jones, it would be tough to give up. Like you said, that best case scenario is he's Christian Walker and you're either hoping that Noel is the guy in two years. And if he's not, then you had Walker for the last two years and you just kind of re Rico add things. I mean, you still have Naylor anyway. So that's an interesting way to go. I think it's Nolan a, Jones is an interesting uh, option there. And I'm still a Nolan Jones believer. I, I love him to death. I think mm-hmm. he can be a great prospect. I'm not sure if he'll ever hit left-hand pitching, but right. if he works out, he is the left-handed walker, but we can't wait for working out right now. Like I said, I think it is a, a bit of a special window right here where these next two years might be their best chance to win in the next five because, you know, maybe I'm crazy, but these are the Bieber years where you have Bieber McKenzie. And then if the young kids hit, you also have them. So you have a chance for like a murderer's row potentially of, you know, Bieber, McKenzie, Espino, Williams, Bybee, like this special core being together at once, which might be your best opportunity. So rather than wait and hope a Jones works, hope a Noel works, I'm willing to to trade Joe, you know, like I said, especially if it expands, you get Carson Kelly, who's a very good defender who can, you know, back up that position uh, and be that Bo Naylor guy instead of a Murphy. Maybe then you still have pieces to go out and add another starter or do something else. I, that's why I like this idea. I think it's very expandable or maybe you, you do something crazy where it's like Nolan Jones in 99 for Merrill Kelly, Christian Walker, and um, Kelly, and you still throw in Maley just to give him depth. Now you're turning into a to a mega deal of sorts. Like it's, I am, it's but not, it's not a mega deal in terms of names. But it's a mega deal in terms of players. You're reshaping, pieces, but it is. But I'm just saying, like I'm. That's what makes it interesting to me. Is like Arizona has Merrill Kelly, by the way, former Guardians draft pick, but yep. like he's 35. You know, he is. He was a, a top 20. Yeah, he's a top 25 pitcher in baseball last year, either by uh, F4 or by FIP. I can't remember which one I looked up. It's like, this could be a one-stop shop. They could get the catcher. They could get the right-handed bat. They could get the starter. Arizona could get significantly younger, and they could get that guy who could be an elite back end of their pen, still do like a player to be named later, to maybe even give him another. Like, I think there's ways that it's crazy, but it might work. But it's crazy. Yeah. That was fun. Thanks for all your thanks for all your input, guys. Everybody who sent in trade proposal, we appreciate it. Um, keep them coming with players. We've got a whole list of players to discuss. Uh, you want me to throw some out to you and see what we want to go with next, Jeff? Next, yeah. Episode? Let's see. You, you know, we basically right. decide who we're going to talk about by who we get the most offers on. So, if you want someone, like, send an offer. Have a buddy send an offer. Send multiple offers. We'll handle them. Yeah, we'll talk about it as yeah, long as they're not like silly. Like, you know, if, if you're like, I want to trade Will Benson. And 
Shoei Otani. Tim Heron <laughs> for, yeah, Otani. Then I'm going to say that's not worth our time. Uh, someone did request we talk about a trade for Shohei Otani, so we could do that. He only got one of those, surprisingly. We can, we can table that discussion. But here's our next best options. We had a couple requests for Trey Mancini, who I believe is going to be a free agent, right? Free agent. Yeah, he's a free agent. We can we can do that. There was a couple of free agent wish, wishes, which was uh, Trey Mancini, Carlos Rodon, who we know Cleveland made an offer to last year, Brandon Drury. We can we could definitely talk about those um, a little bit. Um, as far as trades go, though, Pablo Lopez and Brandon Woodruff were the next couple of guys that got brought up. So, do you like the idea of talking about those guys? Uh, Woodruff is, it's going to be hard, but I mean, I'm up for deals. So send us deals on any of them. It'll be fun to talk about. I'm a little surprised we didn't get any Santander talk this year, but I guess it's just because the assumption is he is Baltimore's DH kind of going forward. Yeah. So I think people have kind of given up on that idea, but it seems like, you know, those are the type of players we haven't got a lot of Brian Reynolds stuff, but I think he would make sense as well. And I know people, people have been clamoring for him for like since 2020. The Marlins um, still really want him. Yeah. That's that's probably the way that that's going to go. Brian Reynolds to the Pirates and then – or to the Marlins and the Marlins yeah. get back – or the Pirates get some pitching back. That's probably what's going to happen there if they ever probably, deal him. I still feel like but, the Pirates aren't going to deal him. But, yeah, so Pablo Lopez and Brandon Woodruff look like the next most uh, asked about trade targets. There's some more free agent guys <laughs> out there that have been asked about. Um, but those are the two most popular names I've seen on trade targets. So – you think next time you want to want to go with those two? We could uh, like who who on the Padres because we didn't get a Padres trade this year, right? Like those oh, two yeah. teams have to be itching for. Should yeah, we well, ask? Myers, do we want to take the the? Do we want to open that can of worms and say send us a Tatis trade? No, no, I don't. Okay. I don't think the Padres are going to do it. I just don't. I don't know why they, they would. Will either. This uh, is their window. They'll when you're that good, they will forgive you for being a knucklehead. And really. Yeah. It's like he did anything. No, like it. it's it's uh, it's like Plesak. He's not a bad person. He's just a knucklehead. Right, right, yeah. And I think uh, they already gave him. So then that means Plesak for Tatis. Done deal. That's just deal. Thumbs up. Deal, Let's done. do it. All right. So next time, Brandon Woodruff, Pablo Lopez. Uh, maybe we, we'll have time to discuss maybe Trey Mancini and Brandon Drury. We could talk about what what we think those contracts what, could look like. Yeah, maybe we can ask for some contract uh, proposals for those as well. So stay tuned for that. Sounds good. Uh, and you know, uh, I just want to throw this out there. If we're going to talk Padres, maybe Blake Snell, just a name for down the road. Okay. Just something I've uh, talked about before, but, uh, we'll end this the way we end every episode. Go, go guardians, go.